Well, we're on our series today, again, entitled The Wisdom of God Revealed that we've been on for a while. And um, today, as we did last Sunday, we're talking about vision, personal vision. This is our Vision Sunday. Tonight, we're, as my wife said, we're praying for vision, your personal vision to be revealed to you and manifested for you. We're believing with you, standing in faith for you. Um, some things that I've said at the, in, in the last few times I've ministered on this is that as the church, we're stepping into our purpose in the earth. We're, we're, we're actually stepping into it day by day. The more you know the person of the Holy Spirit and you're led by the Spirit, you're stepping into the purpose of the church because the Holy Spirit was left us. He said, Jesus said, I'm going to leave you another helper. Jesus came to the earth to help mankind. And when he started talking about leaving, his disciples freaked. What do you mean you're going to leave? He said, no. He said, it's going to benefit you that I leave because when I leave, I'm going to send you another helper. And that person's the Holy Spirit. And um, the church is in a place of fulfilling its purpose on the earth because of the Spirit of God revealing to us the wisdom and the understanding that God has for us personally, individually, and corporately. We've got to see our place. There's... Two types of vision that we're looking at today, and I'm going to set. I'm going to say this to you first, and then we're going to define what this means. But every person has a vision, and it's one or the other of these. Every person has a vision. Well, Pastor, I just don't have it. No, you have a you have a vision. You, have, you and I, every human being on planet Earth has a vision of, of one of these two sorts. Number one, you have a vision of victory. A vision of victory to be victorious. And the other is a vision of defeat. Yeah, but I, I don't have a vision. I can't no, defeat. You have a vision of being defeated. God intended for you and I and every human on planet earth to be connected to Him, to have His wisdom and understanding revealed internally so that we have a vision of the victory that He intended you and I to live and operate in every day. Amen? Amen? This is the victory that overcomes the world, is our faith in the fact that His overcoming took care of everything. So there's not any problem that I face that he's not already fixed. There's not any obstacle or situation that I come up against that he hasn't already fixed. We're stepping into the purpose and plan of God in the earth. If you believe today, you that have been around here for however long in this body, if you believe today in daily routines, 
the confession of the word, the meditation of the word, learning to be a doer of the word, not just a hearer of it, not just knowing what it says, but being a doer. If you're convinced of that today, then you're a prime candidate for a victorious vision because that's where it comes from. And that's the rest of what we're talking about in, in this message today. In, uh, Ephesians 3 and 10 in the Amplified, it says the purpose is that through the church, the complicated, many-sided wisdom of God in all of its infinite variety and innumerable aspects might now be made known to the angelic rulers, authorities, principalities, powers in the heavenly sphere. We're taking our place as the church with the purpose of living and operating in authority, meaning living from victory to victory. From one victory to the next, if this is victory, that this is where victory ended and another opportunity started, there may be times in between here that it looks like you're not victorious, but when you know who you are, and you know the power and the strength of His Word, then you're on your journey to victory. And I'm telling you, in Him, we win every single time. Can you say amen? Now, this verse of Scripture, 1 Corinthians 1.30, is so vital. Because when the living Word became the Son... He became this for us. I'm going to say it again. When the living Word, Father, Word, and Holy Spirit were in the beginning. They were before the beginning of time that we know of here. They were. They've always been. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And that Word that became flesh, He became something to us in the moment that he, that, that the purpose was settled. And the Bible says the purpose of the Son being settled was before the foundation of the world, was before Adam and Eve. Before the foundation of the world, our sacrifice, the Son of God, Jesus Christ Himself, was already set in motion. It was already done. And what He became was what 1 Corinthians 1.30 says. But of Him you are in Christ Jesus who became for us wisdom from God. He became that wisdom. So if He is that wisdom for me, I have to be in Him and believe in Him and believe in His process and how He operates and works so that I can embrace that wisdom and fulfill the purpose that I was put here for. That we as a whole can fulfill the purpose we were put on planet earth for. And that is to live in authority over principalities and powers. The rulers of darkness. The one always trying to convince people that they're defeated. They're no good. They're losers. Focus on their mistakes instead of what God has done for them. We have that. We have the authority over them. And so that causes us 
to be victorious and be able to see victoriously. We can see clearly and see victoriously. That's the way He created us. <clears throat> Proverbs 29 and 18. And I'm going to read it out of the Amplified. This is just to support what we're saying. Where there is no vision, this is in the Amplified. Where there is no vision, no revelation of God and His Word, where there is no vision, no revelation of God and His Word, the people are unrestrained. But happy and blessed is he who keeps the law of God. So I want to define something there about being unrestrained. If you're not happy, it's because you're unrestrained. <laughs> That's what this says. If you're not happy, just think about your life. What are you happy about? What you're not happy about? If you're not happy, you're unrestrained. And where does the restraining come from? The Word. But not just the Word, the revelation of the Word. The wisdom that comes from the knowledge of the Word. If you're not happy, you're unrestrained. Happy comes from the revelation of God's Word. The wisdom of God working and operating on the inside of you. You know what unhappy people do? They constantly blame everybody else and everything else. It's everybody's fault. No responsibility for themselves because the, the farther I've walked in God, it's like, I, I, I don't want to blame anybody. I mean, it's like, it's like it's really hard for me to get mad at people anymore. You know? I, I'm, I'm not giving people a piece of my mind in traffic when they cut me off anymore, you know? I did for a long time. But not anymore. I'm happy. I feel how I'm internally happy. There's days I may not be smiling, but I'm internally happy because I'm so confident in the ability of the Word, I can't even, I can't, I can't even, there's not enough words to put to how happy I am about that. And that's what he's talking about. When you're not happy, you're unrestrained. I read these two definitions of vision last week. <clears throat> Number one, the faculty or state of being able to see. Number two, the ability to think about or plan the future with imagination or wisdom. And what we're talking about is you planning your future with the wisdom of God. And I tell you what, when you are receiving the wisdom of God, you got a lot of imagination. You just have to restrain your imagination. Hmm? If next Sunday, because of my imagination, if next Sunday... Somebody was standing up here and said, well, we just wanted you to know, uh, pastor's uh, trying out for the Spurs, so he's not going to be teaching here for the, for the next few weeks. He's going to see if he can make the Spurs. I mean, I'm talking about like 
from one week to the next, just like I look right now. Huh? I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. No, that's being unrestrained. That's allowing your emotions to run wild. I had a real good friend I grew up with, and, and uh, he was one of those guys. My dad taught me the game of golf. He's a great golfer and a great teacher, and taught many, many hundreds and probably thousands of people he taught through the years. And uh, my dad was, he is a very, very kind man. And when he goes to telling somebody something about their golf swing, it's always positive first, and then he hits the negative, but in a really kind way, you know. And, uh, and long story short, but this guy, he was an insurance salesman, and one day he woke up and just said, uh, we were out hitting balls on the driving range. He said, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm headed to the tour. I'm, I'm going to do this. I know I can do this. I mean, I, you know, at the time, I wasn't saved or anything at the time. I didn't know anything about any of that. And he, and he goes, I, I just really believe it's, it's what I'm supposed to do. It's not wasn't that it was God's will for him. It's just he believed that's what he was supposed to do is get on the, go on the tour. And uh, so he told my dad about it. And, and uh, my dad, <laughs> real kindly one day, just said, you know, you need to, I think maybe you, you just you know, maybe play some really good amateur tournaments, <laughs> you know, uh, play, play in some of this, or, or, you know, maybe take tennis up. <laughs> what he was trying to say is, you don't have the game for that, you know. He, he was operating in the wisdom of God, saying, you know, it doesn't matter. It doesn't mean you're a failure because you don't have the game for that. What you got to know is you got to be restrained from the word, have imagination, but not go nuts, because unrestrained imagination causes you to do foolish things. And God doesn't want us to be foolish. You say amen to that. We don't, want, we don't want to live that life. We want to do what we're doing. We want to keep the word continually. How? By faith. Um, In the, hold on just a second, I lost my thought here. Where's my word? Okay, got it. So, in the Proverbs 19, or 29, 18 verse, he says, whoever keeps the word, whoever keeps the word. So, I want you to think about that in, in the rest of what I have to share with you about understanding vision. One, one of the definitions that I read is 
the faculty or, or state of being able to see. And we just mentioned about being unrestrained, having imagination, and thinking too far in too many different directions, thinking beyond where God wants you to think because He wants you getting your help to think from Him. But, but keeping the Word You keep the word by keeping faith in operation and in action, by trusting God in a supernatural way. That's where you keep it. <clears throat> when we don't keep the word, there's three things that I think that happens to us when we don't keep the word, when we don't believe in the strength and the power and the ability of the word. We either have no vision, wrong vision, or too small of a vision. No vision, the wrong vision, or your vision's too small. Because there's no vision that's too big. But you can have a vision on your shoulders that you're not happy about, that's wearing you out, and it seems too big. Because many times it's the wrong one. And we've got to be in this day and hour in a place in our lives where our confidence in the Holy Ghost is enabling us to see clearly the vision God has for us personally. And that vision personally comes from your connection to a vision that's bigger. As Sandra was saying earlier, as I say all the time, say, I'm the church. Say it. I'm the church. But we're the church, right? So, so my part as the church can't function properly without its connection to the church, to the overall church, to the local congregation or body that's part of the church of Jesus Christ around the world. So this vision, we have to work at it. We have to spend time and we have to work at this. We've got to hear from God. Can you say amen? amen. <clears throat> Not keeping the word will stop your vision. Not keeping the word. So I want to look at something today in 2 Corinthians 4. And verse 18, I want to look at two different seeing, two different eyesights that I believe this passage of Scripture talks about. Verse 18 of 2 Corinthians 4, while we do not look at the things that are seen, that's things in the natural, but we look at the things that are not seen. That's spiritual. So there's natural seeing, there's spiritual seeing. He said, while we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporary. But the things which are not seen are eternal. Vision comes from what is 
not seen in the natural and seen in the spirit. I'm going to say it again. Real vision from God comes from not what you see in the natural, but what you see in the spiritual. And when I begin to see in the spiritual, then I can bring it to pass because the problem with natural vision, and, we've, and most of us have been taught that, like today, I should be out attempting still, I should be out playing on the senior tour because that was my vision in life was to play golf. That's where I should be. See, because what was I told? Well, that's what you have the ability in, so that's probably what God wants you to do. Whatever you, whatever you have ability in, then that's, that, that's God's plan for your life. Well, the only reason I had the ability to play golf is because my dad was a golf pro. It wasn't a thus saith God and what God showed me. And the day I got born again, right before I turned 18 years old, the day I got born again, there was something internally that was like this big hole. And along the way, I knew, I didn't want to admit it, but I knew that my life wouldn't be attached to golf as a career. I knew it. I just knew it. I mean, it kind of, it scared me. It's all I knew. It's all, it, it's, it's the only thing I knew. It's what I knew to do. It was my identity, and it scared me. And a lot of times, people have vision for things that they're good at and they're comfortable with, but the problem with that is it doesn't take any faith. I'm just saying, the God I know, in the things that we do, it's got to have faith. You might be in something that's comfortable with you today, but God wants you to take it to another level. He wants you to develop faith. Because when you're not in faith and you're comfortable within yourself, you're not trusting in Him and you're not looking for His help. That's just humanity. That's just us. That's you, me. That's all of us. God's saying to you today that true vision in life comes from you seeing what you don't see. And when you see it internally, and you begin to see it because of the word that you are keeping and making a part of your life, the ideas and the, the understanding of God, you're making that a part of your life, then you'll begin to see things in the natural manifest that would have never manifested. I mean, things that seem impossible. So much of the time, that's where God wants you. He wants you in... He wants you in impossible situations so that he can reveal to you what his plan is and you overcome. What did I say in the beginning? There's two types of vision. One is victorious and one is defeated. One is a victorious vision. The other is a defeated vision. And until you get defeat out of your thinking and, and internally out of your life, until you get defeat in every form or fashion, I don't care what it is. Anything that is telling you you can't do something till you get that out of you and the only way to get it out of you is to keep his word till you get it out of you your vision will be tainted. What's the condition of tainted vision people? Unhappy. 
unhappy. And you know what most unhappy people, well, not most, maybe half, half of the unhappy people, they try to convince people they're happy. How's it going? Oh, man, great, great, great. They walk outside. I refuse to live like that. I don't know about you. I refuse. I refuse to live an unhappy life. Not. The key to it? Keeping the Word. Keeping the Word creates that life of happiness. If you can see in the natural... How many people in here right now today you can see? Okay, everybody can see. Raise your hand if you can see and you can see. You see me up here. Okay. I'm telling you today, if you, you, since you say you can see, since you can see naturally, then you can see spiritually because God made you to see naturally and spiritually. God created you to see in the unseen realm. He created you that way. It didn't create you to live your life moved by everything you see in the natural. Think about the day that we're living in. I mean, people moved by every dang thing that's going on. I mean, you, it's a full-time job not to be moved day to day. It's full-time. You have to work really hard at it. And I'm telling you, you don't have the strength to overcome it without keeping His Word. And the Holy Spirit revealing the wisdom of God to you on a day-to-day basis. I'm telling you, you don't need the wisdom of God Sunday to Sunday. You need the wisdom of God 24-7 all the time. You need the wisdom of God because of what the wisdom of God produces for us. We're talking vision today. I want a clear vision. I want to be able to see clearly what God wants because when I can see into the unseen realm and see what God is trying to get over to me, then I can see it played out in the natural. That's where your imagination comes from. When your imagination in life comes internally, comes from the internal revelation and wisdom from God inside of you, then you can see that played out, and you know what? You'll be patient for it. You'll wait for it. You won't get ahead of God. The reason so many times it seems like people are not receiving from God is because they spend too much time going... Ahead of God, coming back. Going ahead of God, coming back. Constantly moving and and having to come back. Moving ahead of God, doing something that God didn't want. And and if we're going to play that game, you're going to wear yourself out. But it looks like God's not doing what He promised. Well, I'm kind of doing it, you know. I'm trying to do the Word. Well, trying doesn't work. You've got to become a doer of it. You have to learn how to do it every day of your life. You have to practice it all the time. I wish there was an easier way, but there's not. I've looked in every direction to try to, you know, sidetrack some of the stuff that I, you know. And through the years, you learn that. You know, you, you think, well, you know, okay, I, I heard that preached, and, you know, I'm, I'm going to confess the word a little bit, but, you know, I, I got other things to do too. And then you realize it didn't work, so you come back to that, you know. And that, that's kind of the process. But after a while, we've got to get a hold of it, move on, and get in a position to harvest everything that God wants us harvesting. How many believe that for 2022? Amen? I believe it. It's a year and a time of harvesting the things we believe God for. Right now. Right now. In the name of Jesus. But why? Because we're keepers of His Word. Those who keep the word, happy are they. Happy are they. 
I want to read this story out of 2 Kings 6. <clears throat> and I don't have time to talk about the, the whole story leading up. You can go back and read about it. But it's a story of, of Elisha and the armies of God that were seen in the unseen room. And I'm just going to jump ahead. I'm just going to read to you about three or four verses. But in verse 14 of 2 Kings 6, 2 Kings 6 and verse 14, it says, Therefore he sent horses and chariots and a great army there. And they came by night and surrounded the city. There were all these kings that were, were trying to come against and, and, and stop the man of God and stop Israel and, and shut down and, and win this war by their own ideas and their own thoughts. And when the servant of the man of God arose early and went out, there was an army surrounding the city with horses and chariots. And that was seen in the, in, in the natural realm. And his servant said to him, Alas, my master, to Elisha, Alas, my master, what shall we do? So he answered, Do not fear, for those who are with us are more than those who are with them. <laughs> I mean, we could just stop today and just talk about that for the rest of the day. Elisha was seeing something spiritually that was more real than what he saw naturally. And what did, what did Elisha say? Do not fear, number one, for those who are with us are more than those who are with them. And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray open his eyes that he may see. Open his eyes so that he can see clearly where? In the spirit realm. Then the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw, and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. Now, here's my question. Those things that that guy saw with these eyes, spiritual eyes, can those things make a difference against the things you see in the natural? Hmm. <laughs> That's what you have to ask yourself. Yeah, Pastor, that's a great story. And they were all there, but what are they going to do about that big army that's out there in the natural? And, and, and you've just, you know, you've just, um, you've just exposed yourself in saying you're not going to believe that what you see in the Spirit is more real and more powerful than what you can see in the natural. So the armies against them in the natural... Because what they saw spiritually was more than that. If you read the rest of the story, those were victorious over the army in the natural. Anything that you face in the natural, God's got something for you to see in the spirit that will cause you to conquer and be victorious in your apparent defeat. And how does that come? By keeping the word. By being convinced of your daily routine in God's Word, being convinced of your time with the Holy Spirit, being convinced of your meditation on God's Word, becoming a doer of that Word and not just a hearer of that Word. These last three passages that I, that I want to read to you have to do with that, and I want you to see it. 2 Corinthians 3 and 17. 
2 Corinthians 3 and 17. Now the Lord is the Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's what? Liberty. Freedom. Victory. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's victory. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, where a person is yielding to the presence of the Lord, to the Spirit of the Lord, there's liberty, there's victory. There's vision of victory when that's what you're yielded to. But we all with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory just as by the Spirit of the Lord. How from glory to glory? How are we being transformed from one thought to the next? One thought leads to another in your and my life, causing you to look at what is seen instead of looking what is unseen. One thought will come to you about, okay, I know the Word says this, but look at what I'm facing. It may be something physical, financial. It may be something, you know, with a job or a family member or relationships with people. One thought will lead to another thought that leads to another thought if you don't stop the thoughts. You have to stop the thoughts with what? With the Word of God. If you're not willing to stop the thoughts, then one thought will lead to another thought, and even though you're being taught how to begin to look in the spirit realm, it'll shut that down and you'll just constantly be moved by how you feel in the natural, how things look in the natural, how it appears to be. You'll stay there and you'll not get off of it. You don't have the ability to get off of it if you don't and because, if you don't become convinced of keeping the word and doing the word in every situation. That's where it stops the thought process. That's where people are beat. People aren't beat anywhere else. Once you get saved, if you stay on the journey of renewing your mind, you're going to live from victory to victory. If you're moved constantly, you can be saved for 25, 30, 50 years. And you're moved constantly by what you see, how you feel, the way things appear to be. You're constantly moved by that. One thought leads to another to where... What, what is the enemy after? He's after to get you discouraged so that you will not keep the word and constantly be moved by what you see, how you feel, the way things appear to be. If he can keep you in that place, I'm going to say it again, if he can keep you in that place, then your vision is a defeated vision. You're not strong enough in the natural to overcome the obstacles that are out there. And when people look like they are, they're not. Nobody is. No human being on the planet. I don't care how much you have in life, how little you have in life, you do not have the capability of having a vision spiritually that is creating a happiness and a fulfillment. Happiness not conditional, happiness that is unconditional. You you don't have the ability to live that type of a life if you're constantly moved by what you see in the natural, you have to overcome that. That is our place of victory. Can you say amen to that? James chapter 1 really shows us this 
in, in 2 Corinthians, he said, Beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord. James 1 and 21 says, Therefore lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness, and receive with meekness the implanted word. In other words, lay aside all the stuff in the natural, the things that are troubling you and weighing you down, all the stuff that's trying to do that. How do you lay it aside? By receiving the implanted word, by keeping the word, which is able to save your soul, renew your mind, empower you to stop the thought process that's leading you to a place of destruction and having a vision of defeat. God created you with a vision of victory. He didn't create you any other way. We have, to, we have to, I'm responsible to rid my life of anything and everything that's keeping me from that victorious vision. I have a vision of victory. I have a vision of victory. Say that. Say it like you mean it. Say it one more time. I mean, I, you know, a lot of times when I'm sitting in a service and somebody's telling you to repeat, I hate to do that. You know, I'm thinking, well, I, I, but there's something about saying something, not all the time and all through the service, but you need to be declaring over yourself, you have a vision of victory that God has given you. And where does it come? From the implanted word, the word that you're keeping. For if anyone is a hearer, <clears throat> no, but be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourself. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he's like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. Everybody say natural face. Okay, so, so when a person is a hearer of the word and not a keeper of the word, not a doer of the word, not a meditator of the word, okay, then as this says, <clears throat> he's like a man observe, observing, observing his natural face in a mirror. So you're looking at yourself in the mirror and then you walk away from the mirror forgetting what you saw. I, I want you to see the comparison. Watch this. <clears throat> For he observes himself, he goes away, immediately forgets what kind of man he was, but he who looks in the perfect law of liberty, what's he talking about? He's talking about the mirror in 2 Corinthians 3. So a man that looks at himself spiritually in the mirror of the Word of God, now watch, the perfect law, and he continues in it, he becomes a doer of it, and is not a forgetful here, but a doer of the work, this one will be blessed in what he does. That's the victorious vision, that's the end result of the victorious vision that God has for you blessed. What does it take? Not spending your time looking at the natural things. Remember the natural face compared to looking at the natural circumstances and all that kind of thing? 
And, and what the natural staring does is it gets you away from the spiritual staring and looking that wants you to stay focused over here because what he wants you to do is he wants you to forget this. See, you'll forget it when you're looking at the natural. You hear the word and then you walk away and you're deceived. You're not a doer of the word. You're not keeping that word. But when you spend more time looking at the mirror of the unseen realm instead of in the mirror of the natural, then the spiritual becomes more real than what the natural saying. And when the spiritual becomes a part of you in this way, you have vision to have victory over that no matter what it takes. And you know what that says to me? And I know this after four, almost 45 years of salvation. I don't have to see a thing when I know it's mine. And you know what? That's when it comes. But man, when I'm hard after trying to figure out how God's going to do it, man, God, I've, I've quoted 60 scriptures and three poems. Man, I ought to have my harvest now. Where is it? Why is it not here? See, now I'm questioning the ability of the word. And when, you, when you're still in a questioning state, you're in unbelief. And the Bible says, let that man not think he, think he receives anything from the Lord. Not from the Lord. You can go make something happen. But I'm talking about by faith receiving from God. But it takes me looking in this mirror and he said, you will be. When? <laughs> when it happens. You will be blessed in everything you do. Listen to me. There's no blessing on planet earth. When you're at peace, when you don't see something in the natural that you're standing for, and you're at peace, and knowing it's going to manifest, but not living your life trying to figure out how it's going to come, but trusting God all along the way, there is a peace and, and a serenity and a security and a safe place like no other that you'll find on planet Earth because you don't have to see a thing because you're already seeing it here. I'm here. Amen? So every time I kind of pass by this natural mirror, yeah, it doesn't matter in the name of Jesus. This is what God told me over here. Oh, yeah, I see where, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Enemy's trying to tell you, yeah, but you know, but stay here. Stay here. Look at this. Look what's not happened. Look what's not, appears to not working in your life. Your vision's really not coming to bath. Pastor prayed over it last year, and you still have something that's not manifested yet. This has, see, it's, it's a lie. No, 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 no. It's not a lie if you stay here. See, I've had people at different times come to me wanting me to give them their vision. That's happened many times. I'm not, I'm not the vision giver. I'm teaching the word that produces the vision. But you got to get the vision from him. Amen? And when you get the vision from him, there's no end. And look at the absolute. That person continues in it, is not a forgetful here, but a, a, one translation says an effectual doer. This one will be blessed in what he does. Everything that he does, he'll be blessed in. 
That's what God created us to be, is blessed. People with victorious visions that are accomplishing them because of our connection with him. Can you say amen? So I want to just summarize it by saying this. Hearing produces seeing. Renewing of the mind changes thoughts and causes us to see into the spirit realm and to make changes. You become what you observe. I'll say it again. You become what you observe, either the word or the five physical senses. You observe the word, you'll become the result of the word. You observe your five physical senses and that's where you spend all of your time, then that's what will rule. I'm going to say it again. Hearing produces seeing. Renewing of the mind changes thoughts and causes us to see from natural into the spirit. That's the way the whole thing works. I'll say it again. Hearing produces the beginning of a scene. The renewing of your mind by keeping the word changes thoughts and causes you to see into the spirit realm and make the changes that God is wanting you to make. You can't stay the same. 2022 is a year, 2022 is a year of changes. And if you're afraid of change, you won't flow. Because God is making huge changes to see the church arise and take their place and step into their position. We have authority. We have the victorious vision. The days of defeated vision are over with. Can you say amen to that? The days of visions not coming to pass, it's over with because we're keepers of the word. You know, what, what I don't... Well, I'll finish saying what I had written down. You become what you observe, as I said. You either observe the word or you observe your senses. I'm declaring today that observing the word, meditating the word, spending time in the word is where, where God causes that overcoming to evolve from. And it, it, it's a glorious thing. And, and you know, it's really hard to effectively teach it. What I'm telling you right here is very hard to effectively teach. You know why? Because you hear what you hear taught, but then you have to catch it. You've got to catch it yourself. You've got to get it from him. Because he's the true teacher. It, it, it's amazing through the years how so much that I've heard taught on what I'm telling you today. On renewing your mind and positioning yourself to receive and have insight into spiritual things. Not being moved by natural things. I've heard messages taught from every direction. And I'm telling you, the most profound things I have, I can't even put words to. That have to do with that. 
It's a peace that's beyond even the, my natural words. I try. In my message today, I've attempted to get that out. But I can tell you, I didn't, I didn't preach to you today to the level of knowing that I have internally. And I can say, there was a day I didn't think you could have what I, what I have today. I'm not saying I have something that other people don't. I'm saying that the knowing that I have, what, what I'm teaching you today, man, I believe this with every fiber of my being. I didn't realize you could believe like this. But you can. And from that comes and evolves the vision that God has for your life, that he had planned for you before you were even thought about, before the foundation of the world, God had a plan for your life. And it's a glorious thing. And I'm declaring over you today that you have, and it's, it's in you, it's being developed, it's evolving inside of you, you have a victorious vision that's connected to Jesus Christ who was made wisdom for you. Man, we're not hopeless. We're not without here on planet Earth. We have the wisdom of God, and it's Jesus himself.